Ma Coco? Aye. For Maui, it's a new beginning. With honor and deep respect, we're moving forward. We're ready to get people back to work. We all have to do our part, and we'll make this happen. Working together. We are ready to work. Ready to serve. All ready. 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 We are ready. For more information, visit makokomoe.com. The Mothership Podcast is sponsored by Hawaii Surrogacy Center. Start your family with Hawaii's leading surrogacy agency. edition of Mothership, back by popular demand, Lopaka Kapanui, master ghost storyteller, is in the house. As the founder, I should say, of Hawaii's original ghost tours and chicken skin tours, Mysteries of Hawaii, Lopaka sure has been busy. Thank you so much for taking the time out to be with us, Lopaka, and great to have you here with us. Well, it's great to be on the best podcast in the world. Of course, don't tell the other podcasters I said that. <laughs> our Good first repeat. Is our first repeat? Yeah, yes. that's right. Oh. Lopaka, right on. Oh, thank yeah. you. Good thank to you. see you again. That's yeah, awesome. and congratulations too, by the way, on being voted the second in the nation best ghost tour. Oh my God. That's crazy. Crazy. But thank you. I don't know how that happened. That's so awesome. That's how good you are, yeah. Yeah. So the last time that we had you on, we focused on, you know, different spooks and hauntings and different tales in various places, different islands. And tonight, before we talk about the hauntings in Kapolei, let's get an update. Let's get an update on the spirits, because as you know, you know, all of us have been enduring the pandemic and the spirits, do you know if they've been more active or were they taking a break <laughs> during that time <laughs> they do that? As, we, as we start to slowly come out of the pandemic? Because that's what it kind of seems, right? It seems like the, the restrictions are starting to relax. Do you think it's going to be a more active couple of months ahead of us? What's, what's up with the spirits now? You know, the, the spirits were really, really, really mad. Because, you know, they're used to their human beings being on a schedule. You know, uh, feed the kids 7 o'clock, be out of the house at 8, come back around 3, 4, 5. And so during the pandemic, when the, the human beings were home all the time, the spirits got mad and literally wanted these people out. You know, they got so, irritated at us. Yes, that was actually a real <laughs> legitimate problem. <laughs> Interesting. All right. So with that said, they were also welcoming a lot of your tours because you've been pretty busy too and i know that the cast of i know what you did last summer they booked a tour with you guys too that just dropped on amazon recently that was crazy they came at the beginning of february and there's this little fun thing i do at the end where we go to the back gate of the palace uh, at the artesian well and it's this little fun thing that i do where you know you can find out if your other half is cheating you know at this location <laughs> And so the cast of I Know What You Did Last Summer bought their other halves, but the other halves would not participate. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. So, 
That was funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man, man. All right. So I know that you wanted to focus on uh, hauntings in Kapolei. So Why is that? Is, is it because that a lot of people aren't aware of what it's, goes? Yeah, you know, what it is, is, uh, you know, traditionally when you die, your spirit is supposed to be greeted by your omokua and they take you to, you know, the next existence. And so normally your spirit goes to this big, big breadfruit tree. And, you know, if you're a good person, you go to that fruitful side, your omokua takes you to the other side. But if you are bad, you go to the, the opposite side of the tree, the dark, mossy, beat up side. And you become this uh, wandering, roamless spirit roaming the treeless plains of the earth, feeding on spiders and mosquitoes. And that seems sort of like, you know, something out of a legend or, you know, but it turns out this, this treeless plains of the earth actually existed and still exists today. Uh, anciently, it was known as Kalpea. Today, we know it as Kapolei. And so from the time they were developing in Kapolei, especially when uh, Ocean Point popped up, I kept and I keep getting calls about uh, hauntings in people's houses, uh, night marchers, poltergeists, and even a couple of possessions. And so my wife and I, a couple of years ago, were called to this, this store, eight, eight o'clock in the morning. And the manager showed us the overnight security video to show us that there was proof that nobody was in this department the whole night. And then he took us to one part of this department and showed us footprints going through the whole store, like size 13, 14, 15 size feet, but it's only the left footprint. And so when he was done uh, showing us, I explained to him that this store and this mall is built in a night marcher's trail. And it goes right through the fire station across the street. And in the back of this mall, they have like a, a hotel, hostel kind of thing. And so flight attendants who've stayed there have told me that they've been thrown out of their bed. They've been choked. They've had fingers like this, grab the hair over here and just yank on it. And the most uncomfortable feeling, which I find is starting to happen everywhere, is sleeping and feeling somebody ju- adjust your underwear while you're wearing it. And so that's, that's a mall in Kapolei whose name I can't mention, but I can mention the name of the store with the night marchers, that's Macy's. What? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so, uh, so, so they're, they're um, looking to have fun and make trouble. They're not, they're not, they're not looking to uh... <laughs> hurt well, anyone. Know, yeah, when you build on, on a place that's already, you know, active and things happen, you know, the developers don't listen beforehand, but when things start going crazy, that's, that's when they call me, oh, brah, you know, stuff moving around, people calling my name. You know, my, my car in the parking lot has been t- turned over on its side and it's the only car in the parking lot. How can, you know, stuff like that. Lopaka, I know you mentioned Night Marchers. So you know that movie Finding Ohana? Yeah. Is that the depiction there similar to what um, your knowledge is of? of I this? was... I was actually hired as the night marcher consultant. I was going to say, they need to, yeah, I'm glad they got you. So that's pretty, what they show in the movie, that's, that can happen. Yeah. And you know, what a lot of people don't know is oftentimes people will see a night marcher procession, like all the way to the end. At the end, they'll see their, their deceased loved ones, you know, as part of that procession. 
And there's also a procession that marches out to a kind of point, and it's the people who died within the month. And so sometimes in those processions, you'll see your family members as well, you know, uh, going to the other side. A uh, place uh, they call like Kanehunamotu, uh, like the land of the gods where all the ancestors go. Ugh. Wow. Ooh, chicken skin. Yeah. Wow. So, <laughs> oh so you should never, you should never, when you hear, because I know in Finding Ohana, they had the drums, right? They were like, okay, you hear the drums. What are some other telltale signs that you are about to encounter night marchers? Um, if you know the moon phase, the moon phases in which they appear, then you know when not to be in certain places. But it's normally, you'll see the, the long line of torchlights and you'll hear chanting. And by the time you smell the sulfur, it's, it's already too late. You know, you got to strip naked, lie face down. But the night marchers are, are fair in that they'll, they'll give you all the warnings, you know, to get out of the way. And if you're Hawaiian and you know your genealogy chant, you can be saved. And every, when I say this on my uh, night marcher experience, people think it's meant to make fun of tourists, but it's actually for real. You know, if you're the only Hawaiian person in the group and everybody else is not, you're supposed to take mercy on them and, and do number one in your hand and rub it all over everybody. So the night marchers find you disgusting and they don't kill you. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so uh, the other night was the Hua Moon phase, H-U-A. You know, hua means uh, egg or fruit or the word. Um, in Kaimuki, it's the only female procession that I know, aside from the, you know, Pele and, and Laka. It, and I don't know what it is. After 20 years of research, I don't know who these Wahine are. This procession comes to the top of Kaimuki. You can hear a succession of dogs barking all the way down to Esther Street, which is by the School for the Deaf and Blind. And then they disappear. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I know that street. Okay. Yeah. And they disappear and they reappear at the, the natatorium. And I, I still don't know who these Wahine are, but it's um, the only active one I know that um, reappears during that particular moon phase. Wow. Lopaka, what moon phases are they most active? Or is there certain ones that we should be aware of and our listeners should <laughs> be aware of? It's when the moon is going dark. Uh, Kane, Lono, Maoli, Muku, until the moon is black. But there are other nights like uh, Hua, Akua, uh, the Ku nights, the Kalua nights. Yeah, there's, there's so many, but the more active ones are the, the Kane, Lono, Maoli, Muku. So the, the cardinal rule is you should never interact with a night marcher, right? You should never look them in the eye or try to get in their path or, or try to like wave your hand at them. <laughs> yeah you know there's some people on youtube that purposely go out and try to disprove that and you know really bad things happen to them but there's instances where you miss all the signs and they're right on top of you so this woman told glenn grant you know years ago she was at kualua ranch with this group they were on a hike and it was 11 o'clock in the morning and she said the procession was already coming they missed all the signs and so the hiking guide was yelling, get off the trail, get off the trail, couple more, everybody get down, you know, take off your clothes. And so this woman said the, the guide grabbed her at the last minute, forced her to the ground, grabbed her head, like, you know, shoved it into the dirt. And she heard all, all the deafening drums, you know, the droning sound of chanting, all the smells, you know, the, the marching. 
And she said when it started to like fade out and she thought the procession had already left, she peeked up like this and looked. And she said the very last warrior in the, the end of the procession actually stopped and his body was facing toward that procession, but his head turned around completely and made eye contact with her. And when she was telling Glenn this story, she goes, that's why I haven't been you know, quite right since then. And so she showed Glenn Grant the paperwork that she um, was in and out of Kaneohe Hospital. Mm. Yeah, so it really had a, a devastating effect on her. Jeez. Yikes. Yeah. Okay. So we're approaching Halloween. Um, how, how active are, are the, are the spirits going to be on Halloween? And, you know, is there anything that anybody should worry about, or maybe, maybe like be more curious about, uh, particularly on Halloween. It's on remember, a weekend this yeah. year. Remember now, Halloween is not a Hawaiian. It's not a Japanese. It's not a Chinese, Filipino, Korean, Portuguese, Puerto Rican holiday, right? It's based on European belief, which has become this marketing monster for many, many mm -hmm. years. So what you have to worry about is four o'clock in the morning. Four o'clock in the morning is what is considered the sidereal hour. And that's when psychic energy is at its peak. And so four o'clock is when you don't want to be anywhere that's active. Because if you're there, whatever is there that's active will probably want to, you know, interact with you. And so the place I recommend, if you're curious, at four o'clock in the morning, you know those banyan trees between the old State ID building and the Ali Oladin Hale? Oh, the yeah. old State ID building. Oh my gosh, I used to work in that Kekoana Oa. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So tell, tell us about your experience at that building. <laughs> we actually... We, I left when we left there we're starting a renovation of that whole first floor and basement area but I I, I don't know that I, I don't, that's a, I worked in that building though <laughs> yeah at, at one time that was actually the basement was actually the temporary morgue like uh the day of December 7th <laughs> the bombing of Pearl Harbor there are too many bodies on base and so that basement was the morgue good thing I didn't know that earlier <laughs> It, you know, at Lopaka, last, last um, recording session, we interviewed um, Diane Paloma, and she works at Lanakila Health. Mm. And um, she, she, um, she zoomed in with us at her office. And I could have sworn, I don't know, Steph, did you hear? I don't know if Brooke and Steph heard this. Um, this, like, what is it, a scrawling or a screeching sound in the background, like twice. Mm. So I don't know. Do you guys know exactly what building she works in? I know it's Lanakila, right? Yeah, and she says she's there, she's had encounters, I think, and the residents there say stuff too. Yeah. The Kupuna. I Kupuna. I don't like that place. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not good? Not happy spirits there? Or? It's like. Um... It's like being in a crowded elevator and everybody wants to talk to you all at one time. Um, I get that at Lanakila, I get that at Pearl Harbor, you know, so it's hard to be in places like that. And I get that at the Department of Health. <laughs> Single most haunted state building on the wall. <laughs> oh, really? really? Yeah, it's really, really active. 
sometimes you'll actually interact with a state employee not knowing that you know they've already passed. <laughs> and you heard me make this joke before. You know, you work for the state, you die, you go back to work. <laughs> oh, that's oh my God. God. <laughs> that's a good. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think she was working late too, and she was yeah. by herself. Yeah, it was my time. Yeah, it was my time. <laughs> But then yeah. she, but the good thing about her is she recognizes them. She yeah. knows, she goes, oh yeah, I know they're here. Yeah. <laughs> so she, she, just, she just carries on like nothing, you know. You, you know what's good, uh, Stephanie, is your, your news station has really nothing significant. Um, it's that other news station by the cemetery. <laughs> yes, I heard a lot about that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's the, is that the one Archer Lane building? Is that, yeah. is that one? Yeah. yeah, the one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's right by a cemetery. And I, and I talked about, a, you know, the ghost of a little girl that people see in, in the building. And the staff that work at that particular news station confirmed everything I said because they, they've seen and encountered the same thing. Wow. So should you never engage if you ever encounter a spirit? Should you just recognize and leave? Or should you say hello <laughs> yeah can you talk to them and, and or a lot of times it's the encounter is is not up to you and mm -hmm. so if you actually end up talking to a spirit you're really communicating telepathically um when people tell me they talk to a spirit i i always tell them did the mouth move did you actually see the mouth move and a lot of times they say no they don't remember that so it's this telepathic communication that's actually happening so kind of like kind of like you don't have a choice if they want to talk to you they'll talk to you you know it's kind of like your in-laws you can't ignore them in public you got to say something <laughs> <laughs> so, are some are some people more apt to have spirits communicate with them and some people might never get approached ever is this it depends on your 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 development and level of psychic uh, sensitivity so depending how, how, on how open you are or how receptive you are, depends upon the level of communication. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Would you say so, though that uh, the majority of the spirits out there don't want to harm you or anyone? They just are existing amongst us? They can't, they can't really physically harm you. And so when people talk about demonic possession, um, my personal feeling is that it's 90% a mental health issue, mm. you know, multiple uh, personality disorder. It's that 10% that that's actually the, the real thing. So spirits really don't want to harm us per se. They actually want to talk to us. But because, you know, we're so busy with our jobs and we're focused in that direction, they can't really talk to us. So... You know, if you ever have a friend or an auntie that says, hey, you know what, your ex-boyfriend's ghost told me for, you know, tell you, no, do this or no, do that, but he can't get through to you. So they usually communicate to the next person closest to you who's more receptive. Mm. And when I tell people, they're like, well, how come she never talked to me? That's my auntie's because like, you're over here. <laughs> you know, you're not like this. <laughs> so this is going to sound like kind of a, a silly question, but because we were in the day and age of Zoom, and I guess we kind of still are. Um, have you heard of any uh, strange Zoom <laughs> happenings or you know, spirits trying to 
communicate through Zoom as we turn our attention or that's that's kind of the way that a lot of folks have been communicating, you know, the past year and a half. You'd be surprised how prevalent that is over social media, especially Zoom. Uh, people playing playing Xbox Live, you know, you'll people have said they've seen things behind the person or actually have heard voices on the Zoom Live, you know, the person on the other end of the screen. Um, we did uh, I did a psychic reading reading gallery with uh, Stephanie Burke. And so some crazy things were happening, you know, right through the screen. <clears throat> and there was a, a, a woman whose daughter who, who took her life came through, but she wasn't on the woman's side of the screen. She was like on my side, like literally leaning over me and whispering, you know, tell, tell my mom it's not her fault. You know, tell her no worry. It's just how it was supposed to happen. I'm fine now. You know, and in my mind, I'm like, you know what? Just go over to tell yourself why you're in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> it's like my wife was uh, is right here. What you doing? <laughs> How do you handle all of the, all of the things that you hear and people want to talk to? You, I'm sure, both living and non-living. How do you part? You just for that? me, and I'm only speaking for myself. I have to picture myself clocking out, you know, putting in the card, pulling the lever and I'm out, I'm off the clock. Uh, the living is just a completely different thing. There's, there's some crazy people out there. <laughs> so the, the spirits listen to you when you clock out, they know not to bother yeah. you. Yeah. But I've been told oh. by a, by a kahuna, you know, the day that I decide to retire, you know, whoever takes over, um, the spirits are not going to let me go. You know, is it, is it a good thing or a bad thing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> Paka, you know, in general, um, you know, getting back to, you know, the number two ranking best ghost tour in the country, that's, that is really, really phenomenal that, you know, number two ranked Mysteries of Hawaii, best ghost tour in the country. That is so awesome. You know, just for, for people listening who have not been on your ghost tours, why do you think it's important, you know, to learn about, you know, the different spots, maybe landmarks, areas, neighborhoods where things took place? And why is it important for them to experience, you know, your type of ghost tour? And especially when you compare it to, you know, other ghost tours around the country, definitely think ours is very unique. Mm. But how would you describe the importance of why people should, you know, educate themselves about Hawaii's history when it comes to ghosts. You know, over, over the years, I've come to realize that this is, it's not a tour anymore. It's an experience. Mm. So when, when you decide to come on these things, it's half of it is the history and the ghost stories, but the other half is, is mainly about you when you come. So it's really not so much about me standing there pontificating, emoting. It's sort of more me helping guide your spiritual uh, abilities. And so depending upon what you come with physically, psychologically, emotionally, you know, spiritually, will depend upon what happens or doesn't happen. Because whatever's out there is going to react to you. And it will decide if it wants to manifest or not. And so that whole, whole experience is... Not about not so much learning about history and culture, but learning about um, the tools to be able to deal and communicate with these things if they happen. 
And a lot of time it happens, you know, right in the middle of the whole thing because it's the, the kind of people who are there. Things will communicate, uh, things will show up. Whew. Like at the, the downtown post office where we stand there, everybody's casting a shadow. And I have seen other shadows walk up behind a person. And I have seen someone's shadow on the ground look in the opposite direction of how the person is standing. But the thing that blew me away the most, but it was actually helpful to me years ago was somebody stepped forward and before they stepped forward the top half of their shadow moved before they did and that what that basically meant is the person had a near-death experience so that symbolized that life went up to a certain point it stopped and it began again and when mm -hmm. i saw that i just i asked the young man i said have you had a near-death experience he's like oh yeah he's like yeah I, I was uh i was in the middle east i was pronounced dead i flatlined and they bought me back and he asked me why i said look only your top half of the shadow is here. You don't have a bottom half. Yeah. And so we also, the other purpose of this thing is to go to these places that have trauma and tragedy and have people participate in a thing where we can raise the energy and the level of that place to a point where these spirits who are stuck there can actually move on. And so my goal is to have those traumatic places be healed and to have the people on the experience help me do that. So it no longer has to be a stop anymore. We can move on to something else. Wow. So do you, do you tell people to prepare a certain way when they come to your experience? Like, do you tell them, okay, come with an open mind or, uh, you know, don't come with a full stomach. I mean, whatever it might be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, is there Take any shower prep? Prior. Yeah. Get blessed with holy water. I mean, like, is there any sort of prep that they should come before your tour? All I tell them is be prepared to find out about who you are. You know, because and, and by, if, yeah. By the end of the tour. Ready to, if they're not ready to, should they not? Yeah, Should they prepare more to, to go on this experience? or It's kind of like not up to them, actually. Mm. You know? Because the other thing I do before we go to our last stop, I ask everybody, you know, what's your job? What are you doing? And after everybody tells me, I tell them, now I want you to ask yourself this question and consider it seriously. Is your job your calling or is it just your job? You know, is your job what, what you're meant to do? Can you heal people and change lives with your job? Or can you do that with your calling? You know, and so I tell them, think about that before we get to our, our last location. <laughs> I bet you something awakens in everybody in, in some, you know, way. And it probably sparks more of a desire to learn more about themselves or opens a door about something that they didn't know before. Right. Absolutely. You know, and those are the, the remarks and comments that I enjoy. You know, you really helped change my mind about a certain thing. And I, I viewed it this way. Now it's you know, my mind is completely blown. <laughs> so being, being number two, we were surprised that we're invited again this year to, to be on the list. And so what somebody from USA Today Top 10 told us is the day that you were number one, all these other mainland companies panicked. They were like, how is this little ghost tour company in the middle of the Pacific number one? We got to do something. You know, so I guess everybody jumped on board and started to really, really vote. But it was nice to be a threat. <laughs> oh man you know? it, it's kind of interesting because you know 
being in, on a national publication like that, that large and that prestigious, it probably sparks, yeah, their curiosity, like what is, what is Mysteries of Hawaii doing that, that we need to do? Or what is the style? Because I mean, I, have you ever gone on other ghost tours, you know, on the mainland to see? Yeah, I mean, everybody, I'm sure everybody has their own style, right? Yeah. And my style is just to help you find out about yourself. So you know how to deal with uh, spirits externally and, and internally. But um, I get a lot of comments, you know, I saw the thing on USA Today, so I had to come. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I know. Lapaka's busy, you well guys. Well-deserved, yeah. Well-deserved. <laughs> oh. yeah. But I think, I think it's good that you talked about it because I think, you know, people don't know and they might be scared because, you know, they don't also want to open a door and bring home a spirit. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sounds like that may not happen depends on what who you are <laughs> actually um spirits are only attached to the places where they died and so it's hardly possible that something can follow you from a from a haunted location so if people insist that there's something with them they probably already bought it and this experience just heightened that sensitivity you know and so when people don't understand that they think something followed them home but it's really been with them the whole time. <clears throat> and then for, for the most part, the people that go on your tours, for the most part, they are respectful of these places and they're not trying to antagonize or egg on, you know? Yeah, I mean, so far, not yet. I mean, I've seen people blatantly disinterested and I ask them, why are you even here? Like, you're wasting your time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So can I, can I share with you this couple uh, A story? Yes. It might make you change your mind about investing in a house. Oh, okay. Let's hear it. Let's go. So this, the story is um, a few years back, a Hawaiian couple called me and asked me if, um, if I did exorcisms. And I said, no, I don't. You know, and they said their daughter, they believe, was possessed. So I gave them you know, a couple of phone numbers to legitimate exorcists. And um, they called me like six months, almost a year later. And they said they found out some interesting things. You know, exorcisms uh, have a lot of red tape. Sometimes you have to go up to the Vatican. And they said they found out that even the Pope says, you know, before you perform the rituals, you have to ask the person who's allegedly possessed if they want the ritual. And if they don't want it, you cannot perform the exorcism. And a lot of it has to do with liability. And so they said, yeah, you know, the, the, the people we called, they were like abusive to us and called us names. So I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. So they asked me, they said, can you at least just, just come in and talk to her? We don't, you don't have to do anything else. And so I went, very, very nice, nice Hawaiian couple. The husband was like this the whole time. And we're in the kitchen and there's these stairs that go up to the second floor landing. And then another pair of stairs that goes up to the, uh, the other floor. And so they tell me, he goes like, oh, up the stairs over there on the landing, that's the door. Just, just knock on the door and, you know, she'll answer. So I'm going up the stairs and I turn around. I'm like, are you guys coming? They're like, no, no, you go, go, go. Fine. So I knock on the door, uh, door opens. Nice, pretty Hawaiian girl, college age. And she just sits on her bed and she's on her laptop like this. And she's like totally ignoring me. So I asked her, I said, so your parents tell me they think you're possessed. And she stops typing. She goes, yeah. And back to typing. So I said, so why, why would your parents think that? And she stopped and she goes, 
she takes her hand like this and motions like all around her room. And she looks at me and she goes like this and back on the laptop. So basically what she's showing me is her entire bedroom is twilight. Twilight mm -hmm. posters, bed sheets, pillowcases. She's got the books, the movies, you know, and the, the room is like a dark velvet color. And so I said, you, your parents think you're possessed because of Twilight? And she says, yeah, that and the other thing. I said, you know, I, I don't mean to be Mahalo'i, but what's the other thing? And just right out, she said, I came out to them. I came out. I told them who I am. And I said, wow. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry. And, you know, I put down my business card on her table by, by the door, her bedroom door. And I said, listen, anytime you want to talk, just call this number. My wife and I will come. You can talk about anything. doesn't have to be about this. Just anything you want to say. And the, for the first time, she kind of like, you know, she let up and she smiled. She says, you know, I, I really appreciate that. And she got up off the bed and she extended her hand. And she says, oh, by the way, my name is Sienna. I said, hi, Sienna, I'm Wapaka. She said, thank you so much. I said, no problem. And they go downstairs to the kitchen and the father's like this. And he's like, did, did she physically assault you? Was there things moving around the room? Like, was there a stink smell or anything, anything like that? And I told him, I said, no, no, no. He said, there's nothing wrong with her. She's perfectly fine. In fact, I think I would recommend like family counseling or a licensed therapy or something like that. I said, Sienna's just a regular, normal, everyday kid. The wife physically pushes her husband out of the way. And I remember I was wearing a coat that day and she grabbed my, my lapel like this and just right into my face. And she looks at me and she goes, no, you don't understand. The thing that's possessing our daughter, that's Sienna. Our daughter's name is Carolyn. Hmm. Turn around, look up the stairs. The daughter is like peeking out of her bedroom door like this. And she gives me this look. And she goes back in her bedroom and the thing slowly shuts. And you know, when the, the, the lock engages, you hear that click. The door, the wall coming down the stairs to the kitchen, that whole side of the house just went So if you've ever seen or heard the big scary Hawaiian man scream like a girl, that was me because that was horrendous. And I found out later on that they actually went and got professional uh, therapy counseling. They eventually got an exorcism, uh, which, I, which I heard was, was really successful. But what they told me after is that every time the daughter takes a photograph or a picture, something always comes out. Every time the daughter takes a what? A picture or a video, there's always something in it. Oh. So I have it on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if I, uh, how to send it to you guys. Why don't you maybe tell the listeners your Instagram and we can all follow you. Okay. Uh, it's Mysteries of Hawaii on Instagram. And you got to scroll down and, and you look at the picture of the half-naked Hawaiian man with all the tattoos and the malo. <laughs> it's a little more down after that. <laughs> that's a good marker. That's a good marker. Is that the landmark on the... Yeah, that's the that's, landmark. That's the landmark. Yeah, the half-naked Hawaiian man and malo turn left. Yeah, all the tattoos. All the tattoos. Oh, I got to promote my cousin. 
Oh, but okay. What, what you'll see is, um, you'll see that it's a video, but you'll see a, a sign in a parking lot and you'll see the banyan tree and just press the video. Okay, <sighs> <laughs> let me get ready for that. Yeah, I gotta yeah. fill myself up for that. But. Hey, Lopaka, I have a general question. What, what, what do you think it means when your ears ring? Is there, is there anything, is there anything ghostly about that at all? Or is that just true that maybe it's that someone's talking about you or does it mean something else? Or does it not have anything to do with the outside world? <laughs> I'll tell you something. Um, my ears ring when I know a place is active or when the activity is happening like right on the spot. So that has happened to me at Iolani Palace in the, uh, the imprisonment chamber from the outside. And, you know, I look up and I remember that day was, was hot. <laughs> it was in the afternoon. My ears started to ring. My wife's ears started to ring. And we looked up at, at the window where the queen was in prison and we could actually hear chanting, mm. you know, mm. and just other random locations. My ears were start, will start to ring. So that's, I think that's, something that's an indication that yeah. something is going on and you're receiving the signal so to say and and, and what about uh when geckos do that <laughs> oh that's just geckos doing their thing because that's what they do yeah i think they're talking <laughs> but it's freaking I, out when they, you know. <laughs> and how about whistling whistling at night is it true mm -hmm. that you shouldn't whistle at night i grew up hearing that and i i don't know where that comes from but i remember being told uh, mm -hmm. wherever there's a crossroads, do not whistle, you know, because oh. you're, you're calling whatever. And so right up here in Kaimuki, there's a crossroads um, where six becomes Alohea mm -hmm. and then seventh mm -hmm. Avenue becomes Brokaw. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what's funny is all those streets stop before they become the other street, but in the middle is this literal crossroads. And so that's what I call sort of like a, a dead zone. And it's, it's very active. So if you're going to test the whistle at night theory, that would be the place to do it. Mm. <laughs> Lapaka, what about for you? Like, can you over Zoom, like over just Zoom sense things? Because I, I know when you're in a group in person, you must sense things with the group that's there and the energy. But can you sense just being on a Zoom call energy or yeah. do things come through to you? Just curious. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I'm curious why you chose red as a background. Because I was trying to be Halloweenish. <laughs> oh, but that's the wrong color. <laughs> I don't have orange. That's why it's my daughter's room. <laughs> okay, your teenage daughter's room. Preteen, actually, like a teenager. Pre oh, okay, yeah. So that's probably why. So keep an eye on her in case stuff starts to happen. Um, I'm not saying it's going to, but it, in case it does. Uh, try to notice that it, if it only happens when she's around. Mm. Yeah. Ooh. Okay, thanks for the morning. <laughs> okay, that's a good day, everybody. Good night, everybody. <laughs> okay, Lopaka, last but not least, what is the number one haunted spot in all of the islands? Number one. Most haunted. You're talking about most haunted, most active? Yeah. It would in have, all of Hawaii. Oh my God. Aside from the, the volcano, it would have to be the westernmost point of the big island uh, because that's where all the spirits leap into the next world. And there's other points like that on all the islands, but that one is the most 
active and the most powerful and the most haunted for lack of a better term because it's the big island it's new and there's constantly flow you know flowing energy so that's what makes it so active and uh, even i even i won't go there (laughs) and you know just to bring it back to today as well the eruption it's pretty recent does that the eruption itself activate any spirits I'll tell you what, here's, here's consistent reports that I do get. Before there is an eruption, someone always, it never fails, someone always calls me who lives in the Salt Lake area and tell me that they've seen Pele. They've seen the old Hawaiian lady walking on the side of the road, you know, stop to give her a ride, she's not there. And they always ask me the same question, what is Pele doing in Salt Lake? And they said, Salt Lake is where she tried to make a home. You know, she tried to dig her volcano, but could not because she dug up salt water. So wherever Pele is, has dug a crater throughout the islands, she can appear in those places. You know, that's her connection. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, interesting. I know. And, and there have been, of course, uh, a lot of sightings of Pele inside the crater itself, you know, in the, the gaseous, the glow and photographers will like snap pictures and say that they've seen her yeah i mean a lot of it is you know you can be you can term it as pareidolia but there's some photographs on the volcano out there that are just hard you know hard to not say that it's not the real thing it's just so vivid you know by the way stephanie how are your how are your sons doing oh they're doing really great yeah they're very very active growing fast yeah Yep, I got twins and uh, an older one. So six, the twins are six and the older one is seven. Watch the twins, you know, because they talk behind your back. (laughs) (laughs) They do it telepathically. (laughs) Oh, they're twins. Oh, Oh, they're twins. The twins. Twins. Where's the data stick? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I kid, I kid. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so so um are, are young kids allowed on the the tour or is there an age yeah i leave it up to the parents but for myself because you know i have 11 grandkids of my own um i kind of like pg-13 a little bit so it's not too intense mm-hmm. yeah, you know yeah. and i was checking with with the child make sure tell me okay everything all right <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 okay okay but normally wow. it's the parents parents get freaked out and the kid is perfectly fine <laughs> yeah i could see that okay, so, so how do they yeah so how do they get get in touch with your um your tours Can so you uh mysteriesofhawaii.com uh for now we're doing a uh, four walking tours uh, ghost of old honolulu urban legends of uh urban legends walking tour and uh, waikiki night marchers as soon as everything lets up we're going to continue with our haunted haunted crime tour oh Oh, that sounds interesting. It's very intense. <laughs> the, haunted, the haunted what tour? Haunted crime. crime. Haunted crime. Oh, cr- tour. Haunted crime tour. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's a cool twist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so that's yeah. Yeah. If if things open up the way I hope, then we'll be able to go back into that courtroom museum at Ali Olani Hale to sort of reenact the 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 ghostly part of the Massey trial. Mm. 
Mm. Yeah. It's good now because the majority of your experiences are outdoors, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems the Night Marcher one is getting a lot of a lot of traction. And that's something that's uh, unexpected for people who come on the tour because they get not only night marchers, but, you know, they get to find out which three ho hotels in Waikiki are the most haunted. Mm. <laughs> Gosh. So do you have more locals or tourists or a mix of both? It's a great, it's actually a great balance of both. And nice. the tourists who come are always already aware of, you know, who we are. They've watched all the videos and all the podcasts like this. You know, so they, they come and they want to see it in person, which is kind of, I don't know how to handle it when people tell me, we came just for you. We saw the video. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it when they think that um, you offer more things like a luau or like dinner. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, you've seen that, right? They call for uh, hotel reservations and car rentals. Blues <laughs> and yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and do you do an exorcism at the end? Like, oh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Go ahead. No, we're also, um, uh, uh, this Friday, the 22nd, we're having a virtual paranormal investigation ghost tour at the Masonic Scottish Rite Cathedral. Oh. And the reason why it's virtual is we can only take seven people. So that's that's my team. And it's $9.99. Oh. And so we're kind of like going back because, you know, a lot of loose ends were left open the last time. And so that's going to be interesting. And there's, there's a possibility, I can't really say it yet, that we might be at the, uh, the place where the old Kodak Hula show was uh, oh, yeah. to do some ghost stories. So we're waiting on that. And uh, we're starting to move on to other things, uh, films, a couple of screenplays oh. in the works, more books coming Oh, that's good to hear. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that virtual tour is happening this Thursday. What about next Thursday? Oh yeah, this Friday night. Oh, virtual. this okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's what called about next. Next Thursday, we're we're crazy sold out next weekend. So we we gotta figure something out to make everybody happy. Um, I know this Saturday it's sold out, but we're doing a tour at five o'clock, so we can sort of walk through the grounds of Iolani Palace before they they close and then we're doing another one at 7 15. awesome so when am i going to see the three of you on one of these i know things? i was thinking yeah. i was thinking and i'm like we probably should do a girls night or whatever a we should more. yeah we should really yeah. should and bring arms and a bunch of other people who yeah. really like mm. but yeah we need to I just, gonna, it's, good to come, it, it's good to come with a I clear a clear too. mind and not you know don't you know, don't drink or anything beforehand, right? Definitely. I mean, you want to come so that you you <laughs> listen and are aware of your surroundings. <laughs> you pay attention. Oh, I believe. I believe all that power. Yeah. No, don't be distracted. Mm. You're there for the full experience. You got to surrender yourself to the experience. That's what it's, that's yeah. probably when you get the most out of it. Yeah, <laughs> be, be, vulnerable. be vulnerable to it, right? And just... <laughs> It sounds like sure Steph, wants to, Steph, wants, Steph wants to co-host your one next tour. <laughs> I know. I'll probably ruin the experience. Oh. Pep talk no, ourselves into it. It's not so much, it's not so much surrendering, your, surrendering yourself, but being willing to immerse yourself. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Just soak it in through the pores of your skin. Yes. I like yes. that.
See, learning. it takes like it takes courage, a willingness to <laughs> to to be accepting of everything that you're about to encounter. It sounds so like that's so why we like talking to you, Lopaka, because we get to hear through your <laughs> through your experiences and be very educated and aware through you. But there's nothing like experiencing it in person. I I I bet so. Yeah, that's very experience. that's piqued a very curiosity and interest in all of us, right? Brook yeah. and Olds? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to be like, hey, Steph, shh. I know, I know. I know. on the tour. <laughs> the whole so, talking. But I would say uh, bring your cell phone, you know, because we do uh, photographs and video in a certain way. Ooh. Yeah, so I don't know if you remember Lopaka, but the last time that we spoke with you on our podcast, we had Noli's sister here, and then she was on one of your tours. She took a picture, and then there was something in the picture. And then when she went back to check it the next day, it wasn't there. Mm-hmm. That's probably, it's probably because of her. Whatever, <laughs> whatever it was in that picture was actually communicating itself through her, through the picture. I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yep. I you saying that. Yep. You know, yeah, figure it out. You know, uh, do a, do an experience with us. You know, we'll, we'll have yeah. a collective gestalt, as they say. It'll be a lot of fun. All right. Yeah, we just won't invite arms, right? <laughs> well, she's she's so open to that stuff. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of yeah. things might. Steve Steve Uehara refuses to to come. Really? Oh, that would be fun. We got to get Steve. Yeah. And, See, and, Steve. and then film it, and then film it. Yeah. Yeah. And I know he yeah. lives really Malka, but he refuses to, to hear me out. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, for our listeners, Lopaka has been so gracious with his time, and he's also shared some tales on our Sunrise show, too. So that's probably why Steve is like, oh, man. <laughs> but, you know, I, I got to say, uh, Hawaiian News now as a whole, you guys have been, you've been so very kind to me, and I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it means a lot. And so if there's any way I can give back to you guys, just, just let me know. Oh, you already are just by saying yeah. that and giving us your good vibes. Just keep on saying more good things about Hawaii News Now. <laughs> and, and just doing what you do and how you do yeah. it. And, you know, mm-hmm. just listening to your voice is so soothing. It's not scary. Yep. It's just like, it's just an automatic trust we have with you and just like mm-hmm. comfort. Yeah. Even though things are scary for us, we listen to you and your voice. Yeah. And, you know, thank you. It's, it's very, well, very, very comforting. We also we also give our time to a lot of charities, mm-hmm. you know, because um, awesome. it's important that mm-hmm. we give back to our community. Because I notice a lot of big tour companies just you know take but don't give back. So it's important to us to not forget how we got here and who helped us be successful. And so that's that's very important for us to give back and help those people out. Yeah. yeah. Yes, mahalo. And you know what? Thank you for sharing your gift with us and with the community and with everybody that goes on your experiences. I mean, you provide an invaluable service, whether you know it or not, to the community and enriching people's lives, whether you know it or not, um, opening their eyes to something they never knew and uh, before, thanks to you. So yeah, yeah, just being a good energy in this world where Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of good and I know you bring up um, things that are scary, but it's you, you come at it with a, a positive and um, a good flow for life lessons and yep. just positivity. So I'll yeah. tell you what, you know, when COVID happened, uh, we got a whole new fan base. We did well virtually, but 
people started showing up at our house, bringing us briskets, uh, patelli stew, mm -hmm. sides of beef. Uh, my, wife, my wife discovered, I think, how to make like um, cinnamon fried ice cream. Oh, that, wow. yeah, that didn't help dietary. <laughs> but uh, God, blessings. yeah, I don't know how else to say it, but you know, this, this whole thing is really really humbled me a lot and made me much more appreciative of, you know, the people we have, things that we, we've acquired. So thank you so much. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time too, Lopaka. You know, I think I'm a, I think we're all really strong believers in givers gain yeah. and the energy you put out there reflects back and all of that. Right. So when you're coming from an authentic place of service um, and just trying to, you know, help the community from a, from a good energy place, I think that, that, that attracts right and it multiplies that way so yep. thank you so much and i love the hanaho time with us yeah. um we hope to do, do it again yeah yep. and you know what number two in the country that is yeah. so awesome that just for itself just how great you guys are doing and hey if you're number two this year you can only yeah. go up next year so, Garens. Garens. Yep. i'll take you guys with me <laughs> we'll do it wow we gotta do it one day we'll work it out we'll work it out um uh, mahalo to Maka kapanui for joining us on mothership we love having you on it yeah, was thank you awesome time once again mm -hmm. and when right. we we will keep that in mind though we'll take you up on the offer to join you on a tour one of these days definitely let me know when you're gonna come and you can come as my guests don't worry Yay. About all you listeners look for mysteries of hawaii.com and find him on instagram and when you see the malo and all the tattoos scroll down scroll down scroll down, <laughs> scroll down for the video scroll down for the video <laughs> all right well, we wish great. you all have fun on your tours this weekend i know it's going to be super busy for you the next couple of weeks we love having you on thank you so much for spending time with us again mahalo thank you so much aloha yes we gonna break up